The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, their respective managements or employees. Live from the Good Ship Geek Show, captained by Rebecca Frost, it's oh, the Geek no. Show. Coming up on today's program, I am the captain, as Tony said, so we are going to be talking about the following. All of the men who slayed at the Met Gala, a running commentary on the coordination of King Charles, and an in-depth discussion about why Garfield prefers lasagna above all other Italian dishes. Oh. All this and more on this week's Geek Show podcast. I'm here for the lasagna talk. That's what I'm here yeah, for. Yeah, you don't want to do an in-depth commentary about the coronation of King Charles? <laughs> Parasites, every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> the monarchy. I, so far, you're doing great, Rebecca. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Thank great you. job. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Uh, happy free comic book day, first of all, to yeah. all those who celebrate. Um, mm -hmm. And hello to what a lovely group of faces I have before me today. We have Two Tall Tony on the ones and twos. We've got Lee doing traffic and weather on the hour. And we have returning champion, Jay Washington. Thank hello, you. Jay. I'm here. I, <laughs> I, I, didn't know what, I didn't know what my job description was. I heard on the ones and twos and I heard traffic and weather. And I was like, am I getting sports? I, getting sports? <laughs> <laughs> I want sports. That's what I figured I was getting. But I'm happy uh -huh. to be here. We can send you it's out on a remote you. if you want to go, like, hang out at a car dealership for a while. It's very easy uh, where I am <laughs> on, a lot of on a Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just head on down to a Cal Worthington's and tell us how yes. things are going. Yeah. Go see uh, Cal. Well, welcome to the Rebecca Hosted Show. Um, there's donuts in the break room. So what? if you guys haven't gotten one yet, be sure to grab one on your way out. But um, we lost I lead. did... I lied about what we're going to talk about. Uh, so we're not going to, even though if you guys want to talk about the Met Gala, we could talk about the Met Gala. Um, Oscar Isaac talking. was amazing. That red suit was fantastic. Uh, that I was don't Pedro care until I get my invite. I'm waiting until so. I get my invite and I can wear my suit made out of nothing but CVS receipts. That's my goal. <laughs> Wear the suit made out of nothing but CBS. The, the theme, the theme is capitalism, <laughs> and it's up to you to interpret. Who are you wearing, Jay? It's. <laughs> I'm wearing. I'm wearing the receipt I got when I bought two gallons of milk and got my prescription at the pharmacy, and that's literally all it is. <laughs> wow. Wow. And Anna Wintour approved that. Um, actually, no. What we are going to talk about, uh, because it was a slow news week, because there's one big story dominating the sphere, and it is the WGA strike. Um, if you exist on the internet, you probably um, have heard about the WGA strike. Um, both the Writers Guild and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, which bargains on behalf of movie studios, are refusing to cede ground for now on their positions regarding levels and types of compensation as distribution models have morphed in a rapidly evolving streaming ecosystem. Additionally, the studios are seeking flexibility to incorporate tech advancements like AI in the script writing process. But no. unions <laughs> seek protections. The unions are seeking protections against such integration. Also on the table are things like more transparency about streaming data, Disney, and minimum mm. staffing levels for writers' rooms. As many as twenty, let's see, as many as twenty thousand workers across six hundred productions could be out of work, 
Um, and if the strike keeps up, it threatens roughly $81 billion in direct wages from 800,000 jobs in the film and TV industry. That's um, a lot of roofs over homeless people's heads. Yeah. Jay, are you affected by this? Yes, very much. How so? Uh, so I am not in the guild. A bunch of my friends are writers in the guild. I am in SAG-AFTRA. I'm in the Actors Guild. Now, here's why. Because of the residual thing is, number one, one of the biggest things. Uh, financially, I don't think people understand. Writers don't make a lot unless you're in this upper echelon top tier of hollywood writers and those that doesn't just mean people who live in hollywood they may be in new york as well but you have to be in this very 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 top tier writers don't make money so writers might work 13 weeks on a show and that's just before the show was even start filming mm-hmm. and then they might do a couple other weeks and then that's it until they potentially get another job so they're trying to get money to hold over and when it comes to residuals so Excuse me. So a lot of these companies back in the day when streaming first started, used the whole streaming is a new thing, which it was. We don't know. But COVID changed everything. Yep. And now they mm-hmm. act like, oh, well, we still don't know. No, you know. And it affects me because a lot of projects have shut down. So a lot of a lot of shoots have shut down now. Uh, you got every major union in the country behind the writers because it is this whole thing of the top 1% making this dumb dumb amount of money when you got these CEOs making 40, 50, 60 million at minimum a year and saying they don't want to give up 2% total. Well, don't the CEOs do all the hard work and heavy lifting anyway? Absolutely the hell not. Uh, <laughs> absolutely the hell not. And then and then when you get the, the AI thing, the AI thing is even, it's just an insult and disrespectful because it's saying we can have AI write the script for whether it be a TV show or movie and then hire a writer to punch it up because they know the AI won't get it perfect. So when it comes to us, again, it's the writers are on strike now. The Directors Guild is about to go to the table, I think next week. And then we as the actors go to this table June 1st. So it behooves the AMPTP to get this done because at this rate, it is going to shut everything down that is major productions, which means you're going to get a bunch of non-scripted reality TV, game uh. shows, all that. You're going to get a <laughs> bunch of this. The longer this goes, because the thing is they have content to last them till at least their fall season because mm-hmm. they've done a lot of filming and stuff to their fall season. But if the actors go on strike, we can't work. So, because here's another rule, and I'll, I'll be done with this. The rule is if they've written scripts already, so if you have, if the writers have written a whole season of a show or a movie's been written, it can be filmed. It mm. can be filmed. It can be done. So, because again, SAG isn't technically on strike. We're standing with the writers. We're, we can still be, you know, cast and have to go to work and stuff like that. But if it goes to the point come June, the end of June, everything is done. It's a domino effect. Do yes, you do you do you anticipate um, the Directors Guild and um, the Actors Guild um, to also go on strike? Is that kind of anticipated? As long the longer this goes, yeah, mm. okay. because because the writers are the first step. Mm-hmm. Now, from a geek perspective, we saw this back in the mid-80s when Star Trek The Next Generation started. And the only reason why the show wasn't completely shut down is because they had taken scripts from another failed Star Trek pilot that had already been written, like, in the 70s. And just they were able to say, okay, well, 
we're going to swap these names out. Other than that, it's the same damn script. So you had a show in the <laughs> mid-80s shooting content written in the 70s. And boy, can you feel it in that first season. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, we saw in the early 2000s, too, with the writer's strike. Uh, mm-hmm. that's 2007, what killed, baby. Yeah, that's what killed Heroes. Yeah. Heroes uh, killed, first push, killed Pushing Amazing. Daisies. Killed Pushing Daisies. It, um, killed, it, wa- it, it wounded Lost. I was going to say mm. that one season of Lost was kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> I mean, it's a knock-on effect for sure. And this is how yeah. you got the Celebrity Apprentice. This is how we got the Celebrity Apprentice, which led to the popularity of Trump. Which because you were not, I, yeah, because you would not have gotten it. Because they were going to cancel this show. Mm-hmm. They were going to cancel it, and then the strike happened. They were like, "Well, we need something to fill it." So close. <laughs> yep. So, like Jay had mentioned, um, a bunch of shows are currently affected, or are currently affected. So, currently, all the late night shows they're mm-hmm. not on right now. Um, no new SNL, which ha- had Jennifer Coolidge set to host for the first time, as well as Pete Davidson. Oh. Um, a bunch of Marvel stuff is affected. So, Blade is on hold again. Um, Captain America New World Order is currently filming in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Agatha Coven of Chaos is also currently shooting in Atlanta. Um, Wonder Man is filming in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Deadpool 3 is expected to go in front of cameras later this month in London. And Thunderbolt is supposed to start filming in June. But as of now, Thunderbolts is still on track. Um, however, on Amazon, House of the Dragon and the Rings of Power are going to complete filming without any writers on set. Oh great! Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they well, can still yeah. film if there's a if there's a script they can still film. Yes, but that they just cannot do any like writer writerly or duties. Punched up or okay. So um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope so you like which, first draft uh, first draft dialogue, everybody. You know, some, uh, some people is, would some people would say that you know House of the Dragon really didn't have writers to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the WGA has requested that showrunners not go to set as they and producers both have a lot to add to the creative process during filming. Um, studios like Disney and Warner Brothers Discovery sent out a letter to showrunners um, employed by the various studios reminding the striking writer-producers that they are still expected to perform their contractually obligated non-writing wow. services. Uh-huh. So, um, stuff's gonna get weird. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> a funny thing. I love this. Is one thing funny too for me. So James Gunn can't write Superman. Oh man, nope. that's true. Mm-hmm. I yeah, didn't even he, think uh, about that. James Gunn has he's been very vocally supportive mm, of the strike yes. as well, be, uh, yeah. coming from a trauma background, right? right. Um, but yeah, he he had said Superman was it was all was get almost done, um, but he has to step away from it now. Which yes, step away from it. Yeah, uh, this is a good um, time for me to get my Mandalabra script polished up, though. It's, yeah. it's a great time to take your fanfic and turn it into spec scripts. They're Are you hearing for me? Shows. Yep. <laughs> They're but looking that's... for shows. And and that's but here's and here's the thing with that too. So there are a lot of people, especially out here, but like, well, if the writers on strike and they're gonna need content, this is a chance to do that. But the thing is, you don't want to be a scab per se. Yeah. And yeah. You <laughs> don't want to because the no. thing is, you do not want to pitch a show. And then they say, yeah, we'll take it. We want you to be a writer on it. Because yeah. now you think, I got a job. Problem mm-hmm. is, you will never be allowed in the guild. Yep. No, I just have to tell them, you know, the whole thing with Mandalabra is it's an ad-libbed <laughs> puppet show. <laughs> There's no writers. Oh, yeah. And it'll be very apparent. From yeah. Getting from the first thing. First thing is going to be like, all right, Mandalabra, episode one. Uh, <laughs> I think but Netflix will greenlight but, it. Yeah. But however, are, should, wouldn't there also um, not be allowed any improvisation or ad-libbing because that's technically part of the writing process 
Yeah, but not yeah. if there's no thought going into it. Yes and no. <laughs> that's Ad, a, that's the true did, thing because I've seen. Did them they write movies. down? Yeah. Did they yeah. write down the ad lib? If it's oh not written, no, the, uh, the 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 company I the company I just left uh, employment with was starting to flirt a little bit with the Chat GPT for blog posts and stuff like that, and I was like, <laughs> no, seriously, oh. folks, I I was spending more time proofreading those blog entries from the chatbot yeah. than I than it would have taken me to write the blog. So, Horrendous. Yeah. But because all they do is pull from existing material. Exactly. Yeah. It's not, they're not, everybody thinks, oh, it's really just coming up with something. No, it nope. pulls from different things to make a collective idea. And then you're like, this don't sound, I asked it once to, I did a Bard. Bard is Google's. Mm-hmm. I asked it to yeah. write a script of the office set in an airport. The <laughs> office <laughs> set in an airport. Do you know it made a bomb go off in the airport? <laughs> that's that's uh, in the script. Nope. And I can I have the script right here. I I I made sure I copy. I was like, I got to save this because no one will believe me. This is what okay, here it is. It says uh interior airport day. The airport's a busy place, people are coming and going, long lines to check in. In the middle of chaos, a group of office workers are trying to get the jobs done. It goes Kevin to Kev- Kevin to camera. I'm Kevin, the office manager at the airport. My job is to make sure everything runs smoothly. Dwight to camera. I'm Dwight Kevin. Literally assistant. just the same names. Jump. Yes. <laughs> Didn't even change that. So this is where you so it gives you though. So this is the best part. This is when it breaks down what's happening. We see Kevin trying to keep up with the demands of his day job, but he's clearly overwhelmed. Dwight is trying to help, but he's only making things worse. Jim is trying to deal with a difficult customer, and Pam is trying to keep the peace. Michael is trying to be the best boss he can be, but he is clearly struggling. The chaos and the stress of the airport is starting to take their tolls on the office workers. Kevin is losing his mind. Dwight's starting to get angry. Jim's starting to get frustrated. Pam's starting to get stressed, and Michael's starting to get overwhelmed. Just I love seems, that they have a thesaurus. Just when it seems like things can't get any worse, a major crisis hits the airport. A bomb goes off in the baggage claim area, <laughs> oh and gosh. people are injured and killed. The <laughs> office workers are forced to evacuate the building, and they're not sure when they'll be able to go back. The crisis has brought the office workers together, and they're all determined to help each other through this difficult time. They're all starting to realize that they're a team, and that they can get through anything if they work together. That sounds like a hilarious feel-good episode. You know, that sounds like something a former CEO of mine once told me during a staff meeting. You you know the season of Superstore where they get raided by ICE and Mateo gets deported? Yeah. That's just like this. <laughs> well, and the other thing, too, you gotta, with, with the chat GPT stuff is, I, I don't know if you guys saw this in the news back in February, but Vanderbilt University sent an email out using chatbot to address students about the recent school shooting at Michigan State. No, and they didn't. They didn't empathy. They didn't change at the bottom. They didn't take out the part where it says this response was generated by Chat GPT. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, they sent that out to their student (sighs) body. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Um. Well, in less stressful news, (laughs) moving away from the business of show, uh, the Dune Two trailer dropped this week. It's uh, in the in the industry. It's called Tune. 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 Yeah, that's yeah. what I've been calling it. Tune. Yeah. Um. So in the sequel, Paul Atreides teams up with Chani and the Fremen. Look at, his, look at that jump rope that he's got. He's got this really jump rope. Big. Uh. So in the trailer, we get to see him ride a big worm. 
Um, we also get a first look of Florence Pugh, finally, and Austin Butler looking just truly horrific. Um, looks like season one, Little Britain. You know, he looks like if Caillou grew up. Well, um, yeah, he does. What happens? Yeah. He's being teased all his life. <laughs> he looks like what happens when Caillou gets teased a lot. And he's like, I'm going to kill everybody. He's Caillou, just... Caillou Harkonnen is what he <laughs> yeah. is. Well, they could have just used the guy that plays uh, uh, on Barry. Um What's no, ho Hank. no ho Hank. No Hank. I was just, I, mean, I, was just I was just thinking uh, Matt Lucas from Little Britain and real, real, real early. Oh yeah. Lucas, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that you can get Matt Lucas because I think this is a fairly physical role, and so you do need someone life like an Austin Butler. Well, okay, all right. Uh, I I would I could see Matt Lucas playing Fade. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lee, can you tell me um, who Florence Pugh is in this movie? I believe she's the uh, Shadat she, Empress. She's, she's the daughter Princess of the Emperor. Cerulean. Oh. Princess yeah. Cerulean. Yeah. So she she is going to be the uh, the power piece that uh, that ends up having to marry Paul uh, to to bring everything together. Even though he's he wants to be with Chani, he's going to probably in the book he has to marry the princess because after he replaces the shot at emperor he he has to marry her to keep the the houses of the lands rack together or they'll all go into rebellion against him so we're talking about game of thrones uh space That's politics yes That's, we are i you know what unfortunately politics. i never like i know when the first dune came out everybody was like oh my god we get another dune movie i was like what the hell are y'all talking about <laughs> and then it was like it's this giant this is impossible it's all this the, the spice i was like Spice Adams, that's a friend of mine. And they was like, no. And then, and so then I was stuck with all that, so I didn't watch the first one. And it was like, they're doing a dude too. I was like, so they did a whole movie just to make you wait for another movie? Yeah, they did. It, Guess it what? Was... There's like eight more books, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think they'll get to those because um, <laughs> not, not to spoil anything, but uh, shit gets real weird in the other books. Like, yeah. Uh, one dude turns into a sandworm. So, yeah, Jay, did you uh, watch the first one yet? No, because you know, there's this, there's, look. Okay, I, me, I would rather have my me, movie like if it's an unexpected. My thing is, if it's an unexpected sequel, like, oh damn, they left the door open. It's not that. Oh, they it's left still the a, door open. It's still a whole bunch more to come through. Okay, that's a... well, I would say watch Paul Atreides it. will I, return. I recommend it. I think it's really good, and I didn't like the book. I didn't. I didn't like the book, but I thought the movie, the Denny Denny Villeneuve movie. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Here's the, here's the thing. Um, I like space politics in Star Wars. Um, I do not like space politics in Dune. Like so, this, really, this cover, you just gotta pick your poison. This cover, the God Emperor of Dune. Yeah, yeah like look at that. that <laughs> that's a dude. That's dude turned into a sandworm. So uh, clearly, yeah. This is what clearly. happens when you when you serialize your your book over twenty seven months of a popular men's magazine <laughs> that's all frank, you... frank herbert frank herbert didn't just write these books and release them they were put out in like playboy penthouse whatever so it was like people were like oh i'm let me look at my fat material oh space politics interesting oh. <laughs> oh, is... <laughs> oh the worms the worms the i guess worms, i guess the, the, water. the 70s were just a really weird time i guess it's a real 60s wild time and 70s man yeah yeah well you can you can watch or not watch dune 2 on november 3rd of this year i'm going um, <laughs> i know you oh, are I'm lee definitely going. <laughs> that sounds real 
I'm bringing Ray my youngest. Okay. Yep. Hey, my my youngest kid has watched the latest <laughs> Dune movie like thirty times. Yeah, but I need you to understand. You can't say everything you said in advancedly. Then go. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to watch that. I'm bringing my youngest. Like that just sounds like. A, <laughs> well, well, my youngest, my youngest kid. Yeah, I probably should have clarified. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, on me. I'm sorry, yeah. everybody. I let you all down. That no, you're good. Uh, hey, everybody! Don't forget this upcoming Saturday, May thirteenth. We're having our fifteenth anniversary Saturday matinee oh, movie, yeah. Fantastico. Mm, we're celebrating fifteen years of the MCU, and we're celebrating fifteen years of the Geek Show podcast, and we're gonna have some exclusives. Woohoo! Uh, some wait, some what? Exclusives, exclusives. No, I know what it was supposed to be. <laughs> I just have never heard it broken down like that. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to have some exclusives, including a poster designed by one and only Lee George Cade, yeah. and it looks fantastic. I didn't use bots. Way to go, he Lee. He <laughs> made it himself. Yep. So, and then I remember thinking to myself, yeah, I could have done this in mid-journey in three minutes instead of the 15 hours it took. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it. Yep. Well, I appreciate all the work that you put in. Um, yes. We are going to be watching the first MCU movie, Iron Man, and uh, Doors. Which still holds up. Oh, yeah. Still, which oh, yeah. still holds up. Um, yep. Door, what t- What are the times for this thing? Doors uh, at 11? 11.30. No, Doors at 11.30. Doors at 11.30. We're doing our podcast at noon and then the movie after that. Yep. That's the timeline. May 13th. We hope to see you there. All right. Now, uh, Andrew Kehoe just pointed out the Onion said Dune 2 picks up right where you fall asleep in the first one. Oh, boo, Andrew, boo. (laughs) Here's the thing about the first Dune is, is we get a fully naked Oscar Isaac, but you don't get to see anything. It's very artfully placed or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, so in some casting oh, that's news. that's the statement? That was where it ends? That's my statement. Okay. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I thought there was going to be more to that. No. Nope. Here's the thing about Dune. <laughs> yeah, you don't... What else do you need? <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. <laughs> uh, anyway, in some casting news, our friend Carl Urban, who we know from The Boys, uh, mm-hmm. he will play Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat 2, the sequel to the 2021 movie. <laughs> Jay's making his feelings known down right there with okay. the thumbs down. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read a thing, and you guys have to tell me if this is true because I didn't believe it when I read it in Entertainment Weekly. Uh, Johnny is a B-list celebrity in the world of Mortal Kombat with a string of direct-to-VHS martial arts action movies. His finishing moves in the games often involve a camera crew, and some of his cutscenes feature him interacting with his own action figure. Is this a true? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I stopped playing Mortal Kombat after three, so I don't know. Oh, I was yeah. I I played Mortal Kombat, you know, in the wild when it first came out in the arcades. But yeah, Johnny okay. he does. He does. There, there. I remember specifically one of his finishing moves. The camera crew actually comes in to film it while he's doing it. What? So, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's cheese ball. Yeah, it's a silly game. This is a silly, silly game. So. Um, does this take place right after the first Mortal Kombat? <laughs> yeah, it Kombat? picks yeah, up right or... after the first Mortal uh, Kombat. Because it was the post credit scene. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> they, they left the door open, so... I, so I know for a fact that I saw... I know for a fact that I watched Mortal Kombat in 2021. Uh, I absolutely forgot about it in its entirety oh, yeah. until I read this article. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess there was a movie in 2021. Here's the problem. There is one character Carl Urban should have been, and they missed the boat on that completely. Oh, they no. should have made him Kano. 
They could have made him Kano, which, by the way, if you watch the 2020 Mortal Kombat, you realize that everybody had to find their inner power, their arcana, right? And -hmm. different things happened. Jax had to get his arms ripped off by Sub-Zero and realize he can do it with these little rinky-dink metal arms. Well, (laughs) Kano's arcana came from his racism. If you think I'm lying, rewatch the movie. What? <laughs> Remember, everybody got their arcanas. Kano didn't get his arcana till he was hella racist towards Kung Lao about getting an egg roll at the table. <laughs> he got hella racist, and then all of a sudden, his laser eye came out. I was like, his power is in his racism. Oh, no. The scene. If you think I'm lying, watch the scene again. Um... I it's definitely the most believe you. I'm not put rewatching into the 2021 it. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> Kano, okay. Do you understand? Deep, we always talk about racism is deep within you. Kano <laughs> proves it in this movie. All the way in. <laughs> Whoa. I just can't. Okay, what are some other like deeply unlikable traits that could provide your arcana? Like not putting your shopping carts away. Um, so much Viagra. I think I think in the in the very first Mortal Kombat movie back in the '90s, uh, Raiden got his powers by being an Asian thunder god played by a Northern European, which was really weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, pretty weird. It yeah, and then the it's second like one was still a white guy with James Remar. It was yeah. like. Mm. Oh my- Hey, wait a second. What's Connor McCloud doing here as a Thunder God? This doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Who was having the time of his life in this movie. (laughs) Mr. Lambert is having a ball in this movie. He's He's just happy to be working again. Hold on, everybody. Let me shoot some lightning. Uh, (laughs) Brett Brett in the chat has what I think is my favorite. The may I speak to your manager got me my arcana. Mm. (laughs) That is the inner Karen in everyone. Uh, It's just deep. The power was within you all along. Um, Speaking of other powerful men in other casting news, um, Uh, Jonathan Groff uh, is set to appear in Doctor Who in a key role. Jonathan Groff, you might know him from Hamilton and Mindhunter and Glee, if you're into that. Um, and the, la- no the latest Matrix. Jonathan Groff, he, he's the king in Hamilton. He sings You'll Be Back. Oh, I know from that, yeah, because, you know, I, I, I am married to a white woman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I've seen Hamilton like a thousand times. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Were you I a had... white person in 2017 to 2018? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I, it's just like you know, it's 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 actually issued to you if you're a if you're a Caucasian person in your mid forties. Hamilton shows up at your house on VHS. So you can watch it. You can watch it. You're gonna like it. Uh, Jay, you're doing so good. <laughs> I don't think I've watched anything that this guy's in. I cannot believe this. He is the voice of Kristoff in Frozen. But he is one of the best actors of our time. It can't, if you what? haven't watched Mindhunter, please at least watch Mindhunter. It's so good. What's it about? I can't. Mindhunter. It is about the form. It is the formation of like um, putting together the the traits that the FBI uses to identify serial killers. So these are like the first serial killer hunters. It, it, it's so fascinating. Anyone got um, superpowers? 
finding murderers is a superpower. Not interested. Think, Jay has something to say. Jay has a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, I'd like to present to the uh, group. Um, he is just random white guy number 734 on TV to me. That's I feel the same way. I'm like, because it's a, a dude. It's <laughs> just a dude. It's just a dude. So, so Rebecca, what you're okay, telling me is he, he sings, he dances, and he's on a crime show? He's a song and dance man, just oh. like Hugh Jackman. You know what? Yeah, okay, but he's random white dude number this. 72. You guys don't care about this. I don't want to talk. I'm on top tired of defending Jonathan Groff to you guys. He's Kevin in reality, Bacon. Reality TV news. News from Mike and Tony. Strap in, you guys. Oh, here we um, go. Here we go. <laughs> F-Boy Island is moving to the CW. <laughs> okay, okay. Hang on. This is one of my guilty pleasures. I'll admit to it. I watched both seasons on HBO Max. <laughs> Okay, well, it got canceled at HBO Max. It's moving to the CW, and it's gotten a spinoff called F Girl Island. Uh, well, the thing is, is after two seasons, they've kind of used their shtick, and so I'm not yeah. surprised it got canceled. But <laughs> it's being revived on a CW, right? Yeah. So no swears. And they're not, not going to give sucks. it any. It's not going to have any teeth. It's it's going to be terrible. Yeah, because that that's why I liked watching it on HBO Max because it has swears. And Nikki. Uh, what. A- Nikki, Nikki Glazer. Glazer was awesome in it too. And yet mm-hmm. they've never greenlit Nice Guy Island where it's like, oh hey, I consistently leave the toilet seat down. Well, I no, 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 that's the Lee, thing. if you would if you would watch, watch F Boy Island, you would Why would I the watch pre- F Boy Island? <laughs> you would understand the premise is they have like however many okay, of the men, I don't remember how many there are. There's a lot of them. Um half of them are F boys and half of them are nice guys. Yeah. Okay. Pro- Twist. But they're all, all the just nice super guys. hot guys no yeah. matter what. Exactly. Spoiler yeah. alert, all the nice guys are F boys too. Yeah. So just treats it just teaches women not to trust actual nice guys. If they meet one, uh-huh. they're gonna be like, Oh, he's gonna turn out to be an F boy. No, no, no. They just and gotta it's... look at the how how good they look on the scale. If if they're not hot enough, then they're legit mm. nice guys. He oh, treats listen. me the, like the, he treats me uh, like trash, but he's the second, so hot. The second black guy that is making the bicep, you can tell he's an F boy. Anybody <laughs> doing that? That's the F boy pose. It's, so oh, it's the and, guys at the end. It's the guys at both ends. They're they're the nice guys, and the two guys in the middle. No, are not F-boys. the yeah, yeah. The one up front, he's actually a devout Christian. We just see a lot of tattoos. <laughs> he's doing the heavy. Yeah. He's doing so much it's of the heavy lifting. Misdirection. Yeah, those, are, those are all saints that he's got tattooed yeah, on his body. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know who else had saints tattooed on him? John Wick. Also a nice guy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't go to F Boy Island because he'd be too busy taking care of his lady. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. If he had one, oh, <laughs> <laughs> got him. This is where I would keep my lady. If I had one, <laughs> got him. This is this is where I keep my lady's ashes. <laughs> he'd be taking oh care gosh. of his dog. No, oh. or maybe maybe his car. No. Uh, this whole this whole four movies is all about a dog dying. If we really want to think about it, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, and it happens over the course of literally like two weeks. Ian McShane, Ian McShane ages eighteen years in the span of two weeks. Have you not seen weeks. Ian McShane just in general? He ages like. He ages like spoiled milk next to a radiator. I, I know, yes. but if you watch him in the first John Wick, he Rebecca, versus he, John Wick Rebecca, four. he's aged 18 years since we started this topic. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Moving on to the next reality oh, show news. God, I'm sorry. Stars, I was just building nope, on your nope, joke because nope. it was awesome. Stars, <laughs> Stars on Mars. It's an upcoming reality show with William Shatner as the host. Whoa. It will give 12 celebrities various assignments in order to colonize Mars. 
and each week they'll vote to send one back to Earth, leaving only one celebrity as the brightest star in the sky. Oh, celebrity star. I get it. Yeah. Some of the celebrities include Lance Armstrong, <laughs> Natasha Leggero, Marshawn Lynch, Christopher Mintz-Plass, and Ronda Rousey. And those are Wait, the only ones I care about mentioning. They got McLovin up there? They sent McLovin to here's, Mars? Here's the thing about Christopher Mintz-Plass is in this article specifically, it, it did list um, how you should know everybody. Like, you know, bike winner Lance Armstrong, comedian. Bike winner. <laughs> bike. I won bikes. <laughs> Comedian one nut bike. No, they should have just had one nut bike <laughs> yes. winner. Yes. That's what you need to have for Lance Armstrong. Yeah, the yellow bracelet man, Lance Armstrong. Nope. One nut bike winner. Because yellow bracelet is like, some people make yellow bracelets. One nut bike winner. <laughs> but when you get to Christopher Mintz Plass, it specifies super bad actor Christopher Mintz Plass. Parentheses, parentheses, you know, McLovin. Uh, and but, like but every time so you terrible. read about him, every time you read about him, it doesn't matter what the article is, that's how he's introduced. Super and I actor. hate that for him. Yeah. Hi, Ronda I'm super Rousey bad is on that show. And Ronda I Rousey hate, is? And I hate mm-hmm. everything about it just because Ronda Rousey is one of the cast members. What is she doing on there? <laughs> Nothing. Ronda Rousey is one of the worst humans on God's green earth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. They also I'm have just... Tallulah Willis, the daughter of Bruce and Demi Moore. Who in the hell cares about Tallulah <laughs> Willis? I, why, I was just tossing it out there. She's an actress. Okay. What? Ariel Winter from Modern Family. Huh? Huh? Okay, well, she was on a successful show that ran like eight seasons, so I could see that. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, whatever. Moving on. Before we get to uh, <laughs> talking about what we consumed this week. Let's talk about a little bit of May the 4th news, because May the 4th was last week. Um, Mm -hmm. And Carrie Fisher received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Dirtiest street in the world. Her star (laughs) is just a few feet away from Mark Hamill's, and it is across the street from Debbie Reynolds' star. (sighs) Jay, you reacted. Billy Lord spoke. (laughs) You reacted quite largely to to Lee's statement. Because Hollywood Boulevard is disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> People do not. I have so many friends back home in Chicago be like, yo, I want to come to LA and see Hollywood Boulevard. I was like, no, you do not. No, you do not. <laughs> I tell them all the time. Just go to Michigan Avenue, picture more lights and more homeless people and more piss. Yeah. That is literally what Hollywood Boulevard is. Also, uh, this is something they don't tell you about them stars. You got to buy them. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing is they cost like what six thousand dollars or something. No, fifteen thousand. Oh, okay, but like you still have to pay for them. There's probably yeah, a yeah. yearly upkeep fee too. I bet. And plus, you know, people poop on them. But um, yeah, <laughs> uh, so like that? you guys all see Cocaine Bear. Well, you go to Hollywood Avenue, you can see Cocaine Elmo. He's just there. And <laughs> got Cocaine him, Elmo, got Cocaine Spider Man, Cocaine yeah. Darth Vader, Cocaine yeah. Catwoman. Now the saddest thing is there's like an amazing old time movie theater that Disney restored there, the El Capitan. It's like this fantastic movie theater. Pipe organ player comes up out of the stage. Mm-hmm. You get to, it's just like this whole classic movie experience. But man, you feel like you just went through the raid redemption just to get there. Just like <laughs> fighting your way through the people just to get to the theater. Hollywood Boulevard is, and I say this as as a native Los Angelian. Hollywood Boulevard is definitely on my list of, no, I, I actually like these people. I'm not taking you there. But it's, the picture looks so clean. It looks yeah, so nice. 
Yeah, they, Hollywood Boulevard they, is what you make people think that they're gonna see celebrities at. It's where yeah. you tell people, oh yeah, you'll see celebrities. No, you won't. No, you yeah. Won't. Why is a celebrity going to Hollywood Boulevard? Yeah, Not you'll see a celebrity cel- impersonator. Yes, you will. Yep. You want to know where you'll see a celebrity at? If you really want to see a celebrity in Los yeah, Angeles, yeah, uh, it's called Gelson's, Ralph's. If you go to the grocery store, oh. that's where you have a better chance what? of. They, I know Tony. They're regular people. I too they, shop at the grocery store. They're just Tony, like uh, us, there's, Tony. There's a there's a pe- there's a pizza place in Burbank that's actually owned by the brother of a major Hollywood celebrity. So you go in there and you'll see two types of people: former actors from the '80s and mobsters. Well, oh, not, you talking about what used um, to be? Uh, oh, you talking about what used to be? Taste Chicago is gone. Oh uh, no! <laughs> yeah, I know. He's talking about Joe. I'm gonna tell you exactly what he's talking about. He's talking about Joe Montana's restaurant. I because yep. Joe Montana's a Chicago dude, and mm-hmm. so Leno would always be there. And they had the, that was the only place of home you could go to that mm-hmm. had real Chicago pizza and stuff like that. And now it's gone. Well, you oh, know who man. you won't see in California anymore? Scott Bayo. He announced that he's leaving California. He announced oh. it. Yeah, he, he's a, the the left is destroying it. Um, it's a PG thirteen show. You're doing Wait. so good, Jay. I'm proud of you. It's a PG thirteen show. The left is destroying LA. It's a PG thirteen show. Yeah, so Scott Bio is uh, he's yeah. done. Oh, he's washing his hands of California. And who in the Scott Bio is lit? There's at least seven people, probably, maybe. Uh-huh. You know, happy days. <laughs> No one gives a shit if Chachi is leaving. <laughs> Take Kevin Sorbo with you. Do you know Scott Scott Bio announcing that he's leaving California is like announcing that you're leaving Facebook. But who's like, going to be in charge if Scott Bayo's not there? You know, I just, Char- Charles. You know, I I was I'm Char- so Charles sad now to hear that the leader of the resistance movement in Hollywood is leaving. <laughs> Is he taking uh, his? Is he taking his anti woke right wing militia with him? It's, yeah, geez. yeah. Who's gonna protect? Who's gonna protect the yeah. government? And I'm sorry. Who's who's gonna bring your your bowl every morning? Who's Mr. gonna protect Bayo? freedom if, yeah. if they all go? Let me tell you something. If somebody sends this to Chachi, I just want you to know. Please <laughs> let Scott Bayo know. Jay Washington will help you pack, okay? <laughs> I got. I'll go buy the boxes for you. It's a PG-13 show. It is a PG-13 show. All right. Well, let's move on to what you guys consumed this week. Who would like to go first? Well, I had some don't know, don't hard-boiled eggs for once. breakfast. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yum, cool. Yum. Cool. 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 Oh. Uh, I consume much too much Korean barbecue. <laughs> okay, okay. For the first okay. time ever, I've never had it before the first first time. But Korean barbecue is good. It's the first time having it ever. Uh, Real, let's see. I, like, Korean barbecue is one of the like, like if I were ever to become a religious person, it would be because of Korean barbecue. It's <laughs> oh. it's fantastic. Gave you that experience? Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, let's see. I started a show called Jury Duty. Oh my god, Amazon. yes. Can we talk about it? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I've only seen the first episode, but <laughs> the, the 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 best thing that they could have done was just bring in James Marsden as himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it's fantastic. Uh, I'm really enjoying that show. Um uh, really funny. And then uh on the on the less funny side, I caught up on succession. 
Oh, baby. That show is just anxiety in hey, Tony. audio-visual Tony. form. Tony, you want to play Bitey? <laughs> Could you believe that? What in the world? It's literally, you, you each hold out your forearm and you bite the and other you person you bite each other, forearm. and whoever gives up first loses. <laughs> and it was done between the husband and wife. I was shut, Siri, shut up. I was like, if that's between the siblings, I don't understand no. this reference because I'm an only no. child. It's so. Shiv and Tom. Anyway, mm. yeah, Succession, just uh, loving it. Um, and then I'm catching up on the final se- season four of Young Justice. If you guys haven't watched Young Justice, oh, man, check that out. DC animation has always been amazing. Mm-hmm. Their yeah. animation, mwah, chef's kiss. And the, I'm on the second half of that season, and they do some like four episode story arcs that are just so good, just really, really good stuff. And then uh, last but not least, I went and saw the Mario movie last night. Oh, did you like it? I thought it was a lot of fun. You know, <laughs> peaches, 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 peaches. I have. <laughs> I have absolutely nothing bad to say about that movie. I just really enjoyed it. It was a good time. It had some really mm-hmm. funny laugh out loud moments, a lot of good chuckles along the way. The uh, presentation was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I could see why it's a billion dollar movie now. Yeah, like literally, it's it's literally just a good kids movie. Mm-hmm. Gosh, there's no, just no. nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, we need that in the world. Yeah, so, get us some, yep. some quality. Yep. All Agreed. ages content. Nothing wrong with that. Wholeheartedly. I'm done. <laughs> I'm going as go. Bowser for uh, Halloween, by the way. That's why I'm working on these shoulders. Nice. You better send a pic of that. I want to see I'm, that. I'm trying to find me the shell. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do everything. I want the, I want the <laughs> only problem with the bands, with like the leathers, with the spikes, I don't want to look like I belong in a gimp society. Like, <laughs> you know, That's why you gotta make sure it too, is like, Bowser you does. gotta make sure it's like the color's accurate. Unless He's got... He's got it on his wrist. He's got it on his biceps. biceps yeah. He's uh, going he's got one through on his a neck. thing, okay? <laughs> he's a single father that nobody talks about. That's true. <laughs> I never thought about that he's way. He's a single dad of eight. He's got He's got a lot he's dealing with. He's a single father. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot going on. That's right. Uh, Lee, what did uh, what you consume this oh, week? Oh, man. It was a good week. Uh, so finally, catching up on the last season of Star Trek Voyager. Uh, I, I recognize why some people don't like Voyager because, gosh, it's just so damned weird. But I absolutely love it. <laughs> uh, it is such a weird show. Uh, fi- I also finally watched Cocaine Bear, the movie yeah. that I can say. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and you're right. The death that's not attributed to the bear was definitely the worst one. So. It was the worst <laughs> one. Yeah. So, I mean, seriously, if you ever want to see I'm not even going to get into it. So uh, <laughs> was, that, was that the last movie that Ray Liotta was in? Yeah. No, no, he's got well. He's got oh. another one coming out. He's got one, um, more? Fool, one more. Fool's Fool's Paradise. That Charlie Day movie. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Ted Lasso, which I know there's uh, people hating on this season no. of Ted Lasso, but come on, there's nothing wrong with sincere, sweet television. It's it's I good for you. I don't understand where all of this new Ted Lasso discourse is coming from. It's because, because it's a popular show and people mm-hmm. want to hate on the popular. And everyone's thing, like, so. it's so bad this season. I'm like, yeah. are we watching the same yeah. show? I'm oh, loving I also, this season. I also. I also have to say, uh, the the dude from Game of Thrones, uh, the 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 wildling guy with the red hair, seeing yeah. him in Cocaine Bear, oh, in was, Cocaine Bear, it was so much fun. <laughs> oh, he's um, amazing! It was, yeah, <laughs> it was so great. Uh, Succession, uh, fantastic. Yeah. That show is what 
a show that actors who really want to learn how to act, you watch that show, and it's just it's just fantastic. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves hit yes. hit home theaters. Did you watch it? It's all week? it's all I'm well, watching. Already, it's all I'm watching it. on repeat. I, I already watched it. I just bought it outright because I know we're oh, just going to be watching it yeah. constantly. Oh yeah. So um, and then uh, two more shows that I want to talk about. Uh, Ted, uh, not Ted Lasso. Star Wars Visions. <laughs> watch the new Star Wars Visions on May the fourth. And the animation in it is fantastic. And even if you just want to watch the Ardman segment from the people who did Wallace and Gromit, uh, the fact that they played Wedge Antilles out as like this this wannabe rock star, you know, he's he's constantly There's a Wedge Antilles? There's a whole bit where he's like the MC at a cadet race and it's Ardman animation, so it's just <laughs> it's just fantastic. Funny. I love Wedge Antilles so much. Well, it's Dennis Lawson <laughs> doing the voice, and the joke is is that he has ten times more dialogue than all of the Star Wars movies put together. <laughs> But he's constantly like, don't forget to buy your Wedge Antilles merchandise on your way out of the... Oh, my God. It's so great. Lee, answer this for me. Do I get any Porkins action in this Uh, series? You you do get a... You do get some Gamorians, but not Porkins. Uh, that's, so. por- that's porkish. Okay. That's por- pork adjacent. <laughs> that's pork adjacent. Dame- Damon Lindelof has a new show out called Mrs. Davis. And I thought, well, I kind of want to see it. I don't know. And then I remembered that he did the Watchmen show on the HBOs. Oh, and I thought, okay. so good. Uh, so Mrs. Davis is Perry Gilpin. And, but she's not Mrs. Davis. She's she's actually a nun who, um, how do I explain it? She's not even the titular Mrs. Davis? No, Mrs. Davis is something else altogether. Oh. But she is a nun who rides a white horse in the outskirts of Reno, busting up petty magician crime rings that are like these petty street magicians that are like banding together to, to grift people. I'm in. I love it. Yes, I need yes. you to say that one more time. <laughs> so literally the opening scene is her busting a crime ring of petty street magicians that are grifting people out in the suburbs of Reno. So uh, it's fantastic. She gets her messages, her jobs from someone. We don't know who she's part of a convent that makes jam. And she's decided it's going <laughs> to know, make jam. She's decided she's going to make it her life mission to destroy the AI that is secretly running the world. <laughs> so, I'm, okay. I'm watching this. I'm watching. Uh, How much uh, cocaine was was imbibed making this idea? A whole bear's worth. (laughs) This is this is one of those shows where, like, yeah, I'm interested, but you're doing an awful lot of explaining to get me interested. Well, that's just the first episode. Second episode involves a crossbow shot to a teenager. It involves, uh, well, yeah. Anyway, it's it's fantastic. It is so much goofy fun. And then also on May fourth, I got to watch myself give notice to my former job as I accepted a full time position at Yard Farmer, my hey, friend Bill's oh. company, that uh, I produce. I produce all their video content and help with uh, strategy. But we're going to. Save the world by teaching people how to use sustainable gardening and landscaping techniques, which are uh, safer for you, better for you, and use a lot less water, which is really important in, you know, Utah's desert. In a desert, yeah. Yeah, so pretty exciting time here in in the household. Um, Last night was my first business meeting. Uh, It involved tequila, which I really enjoyed. So all all strategy meetings should involve tequila, people. Well, congratulations, Lee. That's so exciting. It's very exciting. So, yeah, we've been putting out a bunch of videos this month on YouTube, and it's actually, like, stretched my ability as an editor to new levels, which makes me super happy. So... It's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Jay, uh, what did you consume this week? So first off, I want to say Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. Check that out. It's oh, so my God. I, I want to what, so bad. One of my best friends. He's like my big brother, Lamont, Lamont McGee. 
was a consultant producer, helped create a lot of that, and it's an amazing show. So check that out. Oh my gosh, I, exciting! I rewatched uh, Transformers G One. I've been rewatching that. I am a Transformers head, so I've gone all the way back to the beginning. I was gonna say, is G One oh. the eighties Transformers? Yes, the eighties okay. Transformers. And the pro and the thing oh. is, if you watch it, you'll notice that they'll just bring in new Autobots and Decepticons, and you'd be like. Where'd you come from? And yeah. they'll just bring him in. <laughs> like, like I don't remember. This guy yeah, wasn't on the no. arc. That was a similar <laughs> time when you could just introduce characters. You don't have to have three episodes of backstory. And this is what they'll do is like, it'll be like Perceptor, who's a, a magnifying glass. He'll come in and be like, and if you need someone to look dope, looking deep to it, ask me, Perceptor. And you're like, where did this come from? Uh, I saw Guardians 3, but I saw that last week. So that was... I, I I had to spend a week being quiet because a lot of people didn't see it. That sucks. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it too. And I'm gonna uh, tell you that movie <laughs> takes you through a ride of emotions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in the first thirty seconds, you are going to cry almost. almost oh, I for sure. I for sure. Right out the gate, was like, oh beans, and yeah. just like, yep. <laughs> oh beans, because <laughs> it's a PG th show. That's why yep. she said yep. beans. Because yep. like I said <laughs> something else, but mine mine had a whole other four letter word. And I was like, come on, man. And so, because it, it, it's a great movie. And then I re I actually rewatched Watchmen. Because something just was like, yeah, something was like, let's rewatch it. And I was like, because I knew I liked it, but I hadn't really fully went through it again in a while. And I just went through it again. And I was it's like, so good. It's so good. But I'm so mad. Look, I respect Damon Lindelof for being like, nah, I'm done. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what it was. It wasn't yeah. like, because so HBO yeah. was like, uh, can we get enough CD? Like, Nah, I'm good. Nope. Yeah, and end, end on a high. End on a high. I mean, it ended perfectly, but yeah, I still want to, I definitely want to make sure I drop Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures because that that is a dope show, and my, my bro has been doing a lot of great stuff with that. And uh, uh, also, just, you know, I I have great friends who support me, so I support them. That's awesome. That's lovely. Nice. That's lovely. Uh, I played Jedi Fallen Order in order to prepare for Jedi Survivor. Great game. I had a blast. All, yep. What I did is I, I turned the volume in the game down and I had a Taylor Swift lo-fi mix <laughs> going. Okay. And I was just like straight vibing, like doing Jedi stuff. What is it a was... Taylor Swift lo-fi mix? I don't know. She seems to like it, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, people on YouTube, they're just like, Taylor Swift, make it lo-fi. And, and then you just like zone out. Um, and I didn't really care about ponchos or lightsaber parts. You didn't so, collect the ponchos? So I didn't go out of my way to like 100% this game. I was kind of nah. trying to like speed run it. Um, but anytime BD wanted to stop and scan something, I I would do anything for him. So I would stop. I would never stop him <laughs> in his pursuit of knowledge. I, I just loved him so much. Um, and then I also saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, I think James Gunn gets better with each project that he does. Uh, is this movie kind of felt like a gift to MCU fans after just like a string of duds, you know? They've been a little hard. I wouldn't say duds, but I would say meh. A string of oh, meh. It's, Ten years ago, I would have been screaming and frothing yeah. in the mouth at all of them, but they set such an amazing table that sometimes true. Sometimes you want that really good mac and cheese mm -hmm. casserole, but you're used to something a little more gourmet. So, but, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not gonna complain too much because it's all been good. It's but. all good. It's all. Listen, have I seen every single one of them? Yes. Will yeah. I continue to see every single one of them? Yes. Right, right. Um, I'm just saying, James Gunn in particular 
makes a good product. Mm -hmm. And so there's definitely um, like an emotional weight to this movie, not just because like we're ending a trilogy, um, but we're leaving the infinity phase like in its entirety practically. And it's always hard to close a chapter. Um, But also knowing everything that happened behind the scenes, like James Gunn was fired and then rehired. Um, this movie was supposed to be the first one to come out after Endgame, um, and was also it just like really, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be the that. first one after Endgame. Wow. Um, but also knowing just like how close the cast is, like it's really like it's a very mm-hmm. emotional uh, farewell. Um, I'm really glad that I had a content warning um, because this is uh, balls to the wall animal cruelty in this movie. It is a rocket movie. So they definitely lean into that like animal experimentation. Um, so I really liked this movie, but I don't know that I can watch it again. And um, probably not something to bring little kids to. That that's no. the one thing about it. You cannot bring kids to this because they it are gonna a, lose it. It is yeah. a hard PG thirteen. Yeah. Um, and you know what sucks is I know this from being seventeen and seeing half of my uh, first showing of RoboCop. <laughs> full, of, full of kids because the parents were like oh it's got a robot cop a let's robot. take the kids that movie's horrendous. they are gonna take their kids to see guardians 3 and you're going to be paying for this in about 20 mm. years with those therapy bills but and he that's... tells everybody it's rocket story and rocket yeah. tells you in the previous ones like it they is... experimented mm-hmm. on me mm-hmm. yeah. it is not none of it is a surprise right yeah. like it yeah. is to be expected but wow there there were some scenes that hit me especially hard and it like like i said i really liked this movie i gave it a four and a half out of five i don't know that i can watch it again yeah it's one i'll say this one thing and it's not a spoiler it's when rocket says his very first word rocket's very first word he says is hurt and it's the most heartbreaking thing you hear you're like oh yeah yeah i gotta i gotta cancel my tickets it kind (laughs) of it's Uh, as like an animal, if you're an animal, I put my dogs in their kennels for bed that night and I started to cry. I was like, you don't belong in these cages. I'm so sorry, but you just have to sleep in the kennels at night. Um, anyway, don't forget one last time this Saturday, May 13th at Bruvies, uh, 15th year anniversary. We're going to be watching Iron Man doors at, uh, what time? 1130. 1130. <laughs> uh, doors at 1130, shows at noon, movies at one. Um, and Jay games. Washington, I will well, let me get to it. You can close it out. Oh. Or, oh, I guess, whatever. Jay. Yeah, I, I don't close Jay. it out. Oh, I, I yeah, actually, whatever. I actually have to do the game, too. <laughs> Jay, what did you, you guys plug for me, baby? Uh, as always, I tell people, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Mr. J Washington. M-R-J-A-Y, you should know how to spell Washington. Check out the Mad Titan podcast where I get you caught up on all the things happening in the Marvel and DC live action cinematic universes. It's Barbershop Talk for Nerds. Yes, Tony, mm. people do not know how to spell Washington at times. I swear it's the truth. <laughs> Seriously? People, yes, that's why I have to say it that way. Oh, man. Uh, and check out... <laughs> And check out the BBC Club podcast. That's the Black Boy Content Club podcast. Yes, I oh. named it. Yep, I named it the BBC Club oh, podcast oh, on purpose. Oh. <laughs> now, wait, was like, wait, what? Yeah, uh, my, like, what's it called? You heard me. It's the, <laughs> girl, I said the BBC Club, now, the Black Boy Content Club podcast. Myself, Chris Burns, Moses Prim. We talk about some of everything in pop culture news and all that and more. And if you want to just be nice, uh, you can go check out the first and only season we got of American Gigolo, man. I'm a part of that show, so check that out on Showtime, Paramount Plus, wherever. Are you and the Gigolo? 
No, I am not. I play oh. Luther. I am Luther who gives his uh, who gives Julian, played by John Barenthal, a job and a second chance at a regular life. Nice. So yeah, so I, I love John Barenthal. So, John is such a good dude. Like I, so I can say this now. I knew John was going back to be the Punisher. So when they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're not getting," the, when they were like, "We're not getting the second season," I was like, "Uh, yeah, because the man <laughs> is going to get more money. I can see this." <laughs> You know, I'm like, yeah. So, um, <laughs> somebody's misspelling Washington in the chat, right? Yeah, they spelled spell them terribly. Yeah, what the so heck? Check is out, that? check out American Gigolo. That's all I got. Um, I I got this. Oh, this oh. is the new Star Wars miniature game from Atomic Mass Games. And uh, this box will be out in about a month. It's going to retail roughly 150 bucks, but it is full. Of you got sixteen miniatures. They're all Clone Wars era characters. So you got a size Ventress, Anakin, Ahsoka. You got some battle droids, Captain Rex, and all that terrain down there on the bottom of the box. That's all in this box too, as well as mm. the rules and the dice. And this game is made by the people who made the Marvel Crisis Protocol game, probably one of my top games of the last five years. So like it's the first tabletop miniature game that I've played where you actually feel what it would be like to be able to throw a building at somebody because you can do that in this game's mechanics where when Captain Marvel pops her binary power off it feels that way in the game like the effects that it has on the other characters that she's fighting or playing against is just that cool so this actually has force powers worked into it and all kinds of other stuff it's a cool game so I'll be doing some video content on this over the next couple weeks showing off the miniatures game mechanics etc so very exciting tony tell me all about your games well you know next week everyone kind of just uh cleared their calendar for game releases because uh zelda tears of the kingdom is coming out next week on switch is that a big deal it is a very big deal for a lot of people (laughs) i myself wasn't a huge fan of breath of the wild I, i thought it was okay so oh, it's not, are you not you're not supposed to say that, right? I know. Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get added. <laughs> oh my gosh! And, look at all uh, this hate mail that's just coming Uh-oh. in. Oh, it's just oh no! Oh like no! That. It's like Harry Potter getting his letter to Hogwarts. They're coming uh, in through, yeah. through all the fireplaces. Can- what's this? Cancel Tony? Whoa! Oh no! He doesn't like whoa. Breath of the Wild. Oh no! The Tony old- <laughs> woke. Oh no! Whoa! Look at this! Look at this! The only redheads I like are quiet redheads. Wow! Ooh, yikes! <laughs> hey man, that's. That's not the first time I've been told that. (laughs) Just shut up and look pretty. Take your ginger squatch and get... That's what they they told my mom at one point. Um, Take your ginger squatch and get out of here. Ginger squatch? (laughs) A ginger squatch? Right here, buddy. Uh, anyway, um, oh, the other boy. thing coming out next week, if you're into, if speaking of the Harry Potters, if you're into Hogwarts Legacy, that is mm-hmm. coming out on the old systems next week, PS4 and Xbox One, so it's available there. Uh, but yeah, the big one is obviously The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom on Switch, and uh, it's going to sell a bajillion copies and make Nintendo another boatload of money after they already made a boatload of money with Mario, and just they'll continue to rake it in. Also, I feel real bad that I didn't realize this about games, and I just did regular plugs. I'm sorry. Oh no, no I no. asked. I had asked I'm the for only, them. I, I do the I do the games. Uh, what's coming out each too. week? Oh, okay, um, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. 
No, you're good. You, you I asked exactly for plugs. What she I asked I purposefully for. caused chaos on this podcast for just like a second. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jay's over there like I was supposed to talk about games, and I just I just plugged my stuff. No, that that's perfect, oh, and I'm, I'm doing it all backwards. No, you did you did amazing work here. You. Yeah, you thanks for brought, coming on the show. You brought the real thing. It's yes, so great thank you. to see you. Yeah, I know we usually you, see you when, when we got a local convention in town, but just having you on the show is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I was hoping to be there for the local convention, but that's another story for another day. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, don't forget, Saturday, May 13th at Brewbies. Um, Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>